My name is Beck. I'm the co-host of the Not Superwoman podcast, and I'm the great-granddaughter of Irish, American and Italian immigrants, and I'm grateful to call Australia home. I'd like to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation as the traditional owners of this land of which the podcast was recorded, and extend our respects to the elders past and present. I am in awe of their strength, of the world's oldest living culture, and I'm grateful for the opportunity to share this podcast on their land. Welcome to this week's episode of Recap and Ramble. Here we are, week two. Ramble on. Ramble on. <laughs> I actually feel like officially this is my, like I feel like it's the start of the year for me because school has officially gone back for the whole week. So how was that for you? Well, do you know what? I actually found it was okay. Like I was so in the desperation of getting to the finish line of actually or starting line of starting school that I didn't um, I didn't have time to think about all three kids were starting school. Anyway, I dropped Izzy off and I got home and I just burst into tears and I just cried for a good 20 minutes because it wasn't it was this weird feeling it's so indicative of parenthood like guilt that I had rushed like I'd I'd wanted so badly for them to leave the house and go to school but then like happiness that I'd made it but then sadness that that whole chapter was over and then like this guilt that I didn't do a very good job while they were here so you know maybe you should have another baby no <laughs> way. I'm done. Sorry, jokes. That, little jokes. That shop is closed. <laughs> the um, You know what I found? I was just like I'd had enough by the end. I was like this is it. Mm. Get out. I did some nice photos out the front pretending like whatever, you know, in front of the hydrangeas, you know, first day back at school. Yeehaw. Bye. Um, and then I just walked into the house after they left and I – did not know what to do with myself because I had so much to do. Yes, it's overwhelming. Oh, and yeah. That's why I think even last week there was only two days that they went and it was just like, okay, let's just get through this two days and then this week it's it's on, baby. Let's get back on top of the mounting pile of life admin oh, and yeah. like, w- work stuff and everything. Oh, relief. Relief. And and we're coming off the back of our gorgeous episode with Places We Swim, um, Caroline Clements and Dylan Sartcheck-Ridden. I re-listened to it when it went live and um, and it's just it was just such a healthy reminder for me. One of the main things I took away at the end of the episode was just Dylan's attitude as well as Caroline's. Like we get so wrapped up in the grind – and there is such a requirement because of the cost of living. Obviously, there's this urgency to earn and survive and if not thrive. But then we sort of forget that there's this whole entire life out there that um, we can appreciate at least that is simpler and like quieter and nature-focused and like enjoying your surrounds rather than just – going, 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 consuming, you know, like it yes. just I, – I, and it was just like I really value that they value that. I found it in really impressive because it was just such a healthy reminder. And they've been able to do that and make money from it too. Which yes, I which find, is obviously the dream. Yeah, God, seriously. 
Well, what are your dreams and aspirations for 2024? I was about to say 2025. I can't <laughs> even think. But I mean, because we didn't touch on this, I guess, last week because... We didn't do resolutions. And we both feel like how can it kind of start until you're back in the routine of life? Yeah. Well, I, I can't. It was just survival of like trying to fill the kids' days and keep keep everything on track. But you know, I think mine were... I'm sort of reaching and I've always admired women who get a bit older and they start to feel a bit stronger in their sense of self rather than so consumed by babies and motherhood or or like, you know, the early 20s, like earning career and getting engaged and married or partnered or whatever. I'm feeling like this sense of like, I just really want to grow my sense of self. I really know that I'm starting to learn. I don't bloody like going to a a gym class. I like moving. I like I like going for walks. I like, you know, surfing. I like Yes. You know. So my goal to myself this year was to commit to being healthy and getting stronger and it not being about weight loss and like looking better and stuff. Enjoying more moving and doing it in a way that I enjoy it. That's As you reason. and I sent posts about a Zempic last night to each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just, I, I have my moments where I self-doubt. There's no doubt about it. I'm uh, just so intrigued with that. But that's like a whole other conversation. But yes, yes. I'm intrigued by it. But I, I agree. I totally agree. I, I think I set myself up with all these goals I wanted to achieve that I would spring out of bed on the 1st of Jan and be a new woman and accomplish all these goals, I accomplished zero. Mm. One of them was reading a book. Did I read that book? No, No, I didn't. I know. Mine was to um, exercise regularly over summer and I didn't. Like I can't until everyone is gone. I don't know what it is. Um, Well, I think it's it's routine. Yeah. And it's getting back into it. And I think my biggest one for the year, like I know this may sound like ridiculous, stupid goal, whatever, is – you know, coming back to mobility, I need to touch my toes. Yes. Yeah. Like I need to be able to turn around. Flexible. When I when my children were yelling in the car the other day and I turned around and couldn't turn, <laughs> <laughs> they were really happy about that. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God, my mobility is so bad. Yeah, I know because there's this funny thing. If you don't have a balance in what you're doing, like if you're just doing one thing, like just walking, just doing like Pilates – you're not actually in, like you're not stimulating the other things that your body needs. So it's trying to find the balance of movement. I think when I went to jazz ballet on Thursday night, not me personally. Yeah, I was about to say, have you taken ballet. up a new hobby? <laughs> no, I was sitting there watching the girls who were in absolute heaven. And when they finished, I'm like, so any adult classes? <laughs> I seriously, I would join a dance class oh, with you. It was so good, and I was like, you, the way you feel after you've dance or listen to like pump up music in that environment and she's like are you a dancer in the past this is the teacher I'm like not really no <laughs> I honestly it's been my dream and everyone has mocked me my childhood dream was um I wanted to be a hip-hop dancer that's gone I, I feel like that's quite good I wanted to be a park ranger who accepts the money when you drive oh, into the beach that is funny I do remember that at Portsea Back Beach the two dollar coin that you had to yeah, pass like, on. That's now gone. That I don't think that job is available. <laughs> it's redundant. But, you know, I do think there is, yeah, just set achievable goals. Don't feel like shit when you don't achieve them because 
just get up the next day and try again. Yeah, and I just feel like I really, really don't want to focus on trying to look good for the sake of other people or trying to meet a weight goal for the sake of, like, you know, what the social norms are. I want to do it for myself in my own way that actually makes me happy. And that's... I just... I feel like that's good. I just feel like I'm such a narcissist (laughs) that... Yeah, I was always going to do it for myself. (laughs) Like, I don't actually care what anyone else thinks. Like, if I don't feel good, I'm not the best version of me. Yeah. No, I know. I I feel down. It's so good to have that because I feel like I compromise myself. I could share some of my narcissism and give it to you. (laughs) No, you're not narcissistic. (laughs) But, you know, it's nice to talk about these things. Um, Speaking of narcissists, no. Miley Cyrus at the Grammys. (laughs) (laughs) It was a literally segue into the Grammys. Um, The Grammys happened and it was like, wow. uh, uh, That, my favourite moment was Tracy Chapman and, um, oh, my God, I've forgotten his name. The country music singer. I know singer. him and it's at the tip of my tongue and I also can't oh, remember that. Bugger. Anyway, that we'll rendition. Pop, we'll pop that in the show notes. No, <laughs> no we won't. No. <laughs> he, that was brilliant. That If I was there live, that would have made me cry. It was emotional. Yeah. It's such a great song. Yeah, but then Miley. Oh, she, God, she she's phenomenal. Mm. With her hair that kind of blew in the wind and as she kind of popped in other lyrics into that song like... I don't know, it seems like we broke up, yes, we should have, you know, yeah. like all that kind of stuff. She added lip and it was so good. Yeah, she did. She's got um, – she is like so – she is like such an impressive artist. I look at her and I'm like, you are a force to be reckoned with. But I feel like she'd be a lot. I don't know how I, I, oh, as a person, but I feel like you can't have – your cake and eat it too. You kind of can't be this um, – Force to be reckoned with, and then be like just this very um, friend, friendly. What I kind call of, it I don't know. is crazy eyes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something slightly unhinged there. <laughs> but isn't that what makes her amazing? Yeah, and makes her music amazing, and makes yeah, she, she's she's a dominator. I had a few moments about Tato. I love her. I didn't love when she kind of brushed off Celine Dion. No, I don't. I just, and I don't think it was about that. I think she was overwhelmed with emotion. Yeah. But I know. I, I, do you know what? This is a ridiculous comparison. But um, I feel like in a moment of haste, you do silly like yes. things without thinking. For example, not that this is anything comparison to the Grammys and brushing off Celine Dion. I had my dear friend from school take Betty to basketball yesterday and I was so stressed because I had to go get Izzy from ba- ballet that I rushed past her, grabbed Bertram from basketball and rushed off and I didn't even acknowledge her to say thank you for taking Betty to basketball. See, now well, you're in hindsight... a shit person. <laughs> in hindsight, I'm like, oh, that is so horrible. Why didn't I take that moment? But I... I, I so, you know, it Do you think happen. Taylor's felt like that and that's why she's then gone and posted all those photos of her with Celine? Oh, yeah, she'd feel horrific. I don't think that that was a... No, no. and I do love her. Yes, You're I going know. to the concert next week and we're going to do a full recap and ramble on that entire concert. Yes, I know, I know. I'm, I'm really hoping someone's very sick and I get to go. <laughs> <laughs> Stay tuned. <laughs> Um, oh, I sounded so evil then. <laughs> <laughs> but also coming off, um, I have been speaking of things like um, 
famous people, listening to Just Be with Bethany Frankel. I don't love Bethany Frankel. I feel like she's intense. Um, I don't – I'm neither here nor there. I can see that she is a go-getter. She's a dominator. She's intense. But I also see that she can sort of put her foot in it and, um, I mean, I guess like us all. But um, she interviewed the girls from – or Crystal, who was Hugh Hefner's in the end wife right before he died – and um, I never have listened to her podcast, but I just thought this would be interesting. And um, my God, it's jaw dropping. It's like, it's weird to think back that that was the era that we were in our 20s and like teens and stuff, that Playboy Mansion and Playmates were f- famous people and like people where some women aspired to be. But then also, like, he died just before the Me Too movement and um, the Harvey Weinstein stuff, literally he like a month before. He would have been predicting did, in deep water. Oh, no, she says that in the interview. She's like, had he still been around, like, it would have all come out. And she's like, Hollywood is disgusting and bullshit. It's all a facade. Um, she's like even still the celebs, the male celebs that she sees um, when she's at events and stuff. She's like the stories that I could tell you. It's just and then you know the treatment of women, like how she calls it. It was similar to a cult. Um, a lot of the women that he was partnered with were um, really vulnerable. For example, this girl Crystal, she was renting a room with her mum in someone else's home to live and trying to go to community college. And so when the opportunity arose, it was like, oh, you know, like we can – I can have somewhere to live. I can and have my bills my paid. life for my mum and very me. vulnerable. And and even um, uh, Holly um, – I think Madison is her name. She did an interview and, and she's done a book and she was – you know, has come forward and said, look, I'm on the spectrum and, you know, I find it difficult to manage my emotions and, you know, I'm I, – like I don't have – she's very flatlined – um, and so all these women are v- like were really vulnerable women that he partnered and exploited and they had no money and it's just like oh, you listen to it and you just jaw drops that that was acceptable not that long ago in a generation that me personally, I was in my 20s and really um, influenced. Like not that I ever wanted to become a playmate but that whole sexualized like thing is, <laughs> is awful. Absolutely awful. Yeah, agreed. Well, so that I'll, was what I've been listening I'd to. I'd never heard of that. What was her name? Bethany. Bethany Frankel. She's a real, never heard of her. Real Housewives of New York. But she went oh, on. Oh, here we go. She, she <laughs> no, but she went on and took that opportunity, and she's built like business empire. She's got like start like she's got a whole brand of products. She's got a charity. She's yeah, she's like okay. a force. I'll have a bit of a stalk. Mm. But anyway, it was well, interesting listening. Pop culture kind of slash, um, yeah, you but know. gritty pop culture. Like you love that kind the, of. Well, just the dark side. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it is. There's so many dark sides to it. Mm. The um. Well, have you been listening that, or watching? No, anything? I haven't. Oh, yes. So okay, odd way that I got into this. So the Queen. I'd read an article on what the Queen binge watched during COVID, and mm. I was like, oh, she must have had a bit of time. Um. The Line of Duty, so it's like a cop kind of hunting oh. dodgy cops. Yeah, and I'm binge watching it like up till eleven each night. I've got bloodshot eyes. It's so good. <laughs> oh, I see. I want to get into it, but I just at the moment I just can't afford the energy to be that tired. No crime. Yeah, it's gritty. But also speaking of royals, 
Prince Charles's cancer diagnosis. King this Charles. Morning. King Charles. King Charles. Sorry. Um, I know. Cancer diagnosis, obviously, this morning was pretty massive. Yeah, it's just it's confronting. I mean, it's just when you even when you've got the most amount of support and access and finances, you know, not like it doesn't matter. It's and you still have to make. Well, I mean, he's chosen to share that news. Mm which does in turn make people go out and get checked, get their prostate checked, you know. It, it, I do admire him for doing that, but I also am like, God, to share such private personal news. Well, they're public service. Yeah, so I guess they have to. I, I, I don't yeah. know. I mean, like the taxpayers and everyone sort of funds their whole... Well, we all know who's going to step in and cover for him. Fuck. Good old like, sorry, Margaret. I shouldn't have Not Margaret, me. Anne. <laughs> Oops. No, Anne. but hang on. Doesn't William no, step because, up? No, but Anne, you know Princess Anne, she was the hardest working royal. I think it was in a survey last year. She just, she is un, I want to use the word unfaltering. Is that a word? She's just always there. She is stoic. <laughs> she is, she covers for everyone. She's the only one that hasn't had like a horrific scandal. She always looks stunning. She She is my number one royal. Oh, okay. Not that I everyone, didn't even know everyone, you were into the royals. But <laughs> maybe I'm a royal, royalist now. I don't know. Yeah, I don't royalist. know. I've had a moment. With I thought William would be like totally fretting, fretting in the corner, like, mm. oh, don't, don't, don't make me do it. I think he's got his own stuff going on. Yes, I know. Well, lots happening and lots coming up. Hey, who have we got coming up? Speaking of, so I'm pretty excited for this episode because it was. Something that I've always been incredibly interested in and it's a bit of a taboo, like I guess not taboo but people want to know about it but they don't know where to start. It's an unknown. Yes, it is an unknown. Um, we are interviewing Phoebe McLeod from Heyday Medical and she founded that business with her brother Jim and they are pretty fabulous duo I mean Jim won't be in the interview but Phoebe will and she's saying really lovely things about Jim (laughs) and they're talking all things medicinal cannabis well this is because Jim is a GP like a doctor yep um and they've got a beautiful story sadly their mum passed away um from cancer and a lot of her treatment towards the end um you know the palliative end um, or not even really. It was, it was kind of, I guess, pain management. Pain and managing management, the, yes. um, side effects from chemo. Was medicinal marijuana. And then we wanted to explore that with her, not only why they started the business together um, and what that meant for them, but also understand the, the new world of um, legally uh, approved medicinal marijuana usage for uh, a number of different treatments, whether or not it's anxiety, if it's sleep, if it's pain management. Um, you were lucky enough you had a consult recently. I did, and it was pretty incredible. They were um, – I guess everyone's journey would be different with this, but I, I wanted to kind of experience it from what it would be like to have a consult with a GP mm. to then see, you know, how that kind of pans out, what – I could expect from having a, a management plan mm. with medicinal cannabis what that would look like. So I'm I'm so intrigued by this whole new world of medicinal cannabis. Mm. It um so we we are so excited to share this episode. It's you know it's 
a roller coaster of emotions because well, we worked through with Phoebe what it was like to go through um, uh, her with her mum's cancer and then sadly her passing. Um, but then the beautiful silver lining that they opened this business in honour of her and to um, and also be able to help people in a way that they saw it really helped their mum um, with our medicinal marijuana treatments and and she, she speaks to us beautifully, honestly, and um, fills in the gaps of information that we wanted to know. While holding a newborn baby. Yes, we should throw <laughs> that in the background. It was a little poor, Phoebe. It was a chaotic episode because also my four-year-old was at home severely ill with a ear infection. Um, so And then Phoebe had a newborn baby that she was feeding. So there was a lot going on in that episode, but we, we got through it together. And I think and we could salvage it and – well, we have salvaged it and could bring you something pretty damn good. Yes, and when we say salvage, it's nothing got to do with Phoebe. It's got to do with... <laughs> <laughs> it's got to do with me. Um, but, no, it, we can't wait to bring you this episode next week and, yeah, ramble on, my friend, ramble on. Have a good week. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Not Super Woman. You can find extra resources, links and information on our website, which is notsuper-woman.com. Is that a dash or a hyphen? A dash is a hyphen, Rash. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> um, and if you're enjoying what we're bringing, you can follow us on our socials and we're across all podcast platforms. So hit subscribe, guys.